Hi, and welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, your weekly podcast following the adventures of Ryan Wilder and CW's hit show, Batwoman. I am Palmer, and with me, as always, is Tony Ann. Say hi, Tony Ann. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm good. This episode put me in a really good mood. I was laughing through a lot of it. A lot of people died. That's not something you're supposed to laugh at. Well, it just there were a lot of funny moments, whether they were supposed to be or not. Uh-huh. There were a couple lines of dialogue that really kind of made me laugh. Okay. I will take your word for it. Uh, before we get started on this week's episode, as a, as a follow-up to the end of last week's episode, where we were talking about the horrendously headlined uh, ratings of uh, headline that what was it? Date? Not Dateline. Uh, uh, oh, Fred, what was it? Oh, you're the one who sent me the link. I know. I got to look it up now because I'm... Um, what, what, I don't want to think it was... The, I don't think it was the Hollywood Reporter. I think it was, was something no, along those lines. Hang on. It definitely wasn't it Hollywood Reporter. It was... The Rap. Yes. Okay. The Rap. Yeah. So the the disastrously headlined rap story of Batwoman two season uh, season two uh, rating for the pilot or for the uh, season premiere, uh, which they had since taken down. They didn't take down. Uh, I think they changed the story, but they they changed the headline. So they did change the headline, which was what we were most upset about. Yes. Um, but we will say that um, after the after the seven days came in, there was a little bit of a bump for it, um, especially in the 18 to 49 demo. It went up a couple percentage points. Um, but that being said, I was looking today, and one, the second episode was pretty stable as far as his ratings go. It was actually higher in the 18 to 49 demo for a 30 for a positive 33 percent change it was slightly down in viewers but only by about three percent which is kind of negligible i would imagine you might end up getting those three percent back uh once the dvr and the seven day numbers come in but one of the things that i i like to do especially with cw is cw has always been like you kind of really can't compare them to other networks like usually once you know a show hits a certain number you're like oh it's, it's either going to get canceled or it's going to get renewed where cw kind of goes by its own metrics because it has such little content um looking at the cw's overall list of shows so far for the 2021 cycle batwoman is number five on the channel in 18 to 49 demo and number seven overall in total viewers now you could still say well that still might not be good well let's take a look at a couple things one um two of the shows that are ahead of it aren't coming back one is supernatural which is completely done and two and uh, another one is swamp thing which got canceled after one season so and they're just re they're just airing the stuff that was done for the dc streaming service but one interesting thing is 
Batwoman is ahead of two shows that are pretty much considered safe, and that's Riverdale and Nancy Drew. Wow. Good yep, for it them. Is, it is um, ahead of Riverdale uh, a few, by like four points in the 18 to 49 demo and by roughly uh, 0.03 uh, – million-ish uh, viewers – uh, 651 to 625 so and then Nancy Drew it's just like it's double in the 18 to 49 demo and like 200 points above in viewerships so CW is always difficult to kind of gauge what they will and will not renew listen uh, Dynasty has been on death's door for me on that network pretty much since it premiered and somehow it's still here and it so hasn't I, I, started up yet this season, correct? I'm not seeing it on the so. list. Yeah, I'm not seeing it on the list. Um, so, like, right now, its highest rated show is All American, which in the 1849 demo is .39. So roughly double what Batwoman is. And um, as far as total viewership, it's Walker with 2.4 uh, million. So, and actually, Batwoman is very comparable to Legacies. Like, they, they're they not that far off of, like, taking over Legacies' spot, so. Oh, wow. I just, yeah, I just wanted to follow up on that to make, to show, like, it wasn't necessarily the numbers last week that we were, that we were against, um, as much as the reporting it was the, it of was the numbers. The... Yeah, it was the way they reported it, the clickbaitiness of the headline, which clickbait headlines annoy me anyway. They annoy me even more when there's a negative skew, and they annoy me even more when there's a negative skew with an actor tagged. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, at least at least we have those. And I think um, I'm going to – if I can remember, I will try and try and keep up the uh, the ratings – um, going forward, just so we can kind of see how it's doing overall in the year. Um, I will say that one of the things I saw is it is currently pretty well positive on Rotten Tomatoes, which okay. is a metric which is a metric a lot of people use as far as like like regular people to whether or not they watch stuff. So that is good. I personally really dislike Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I think it's too often used as like the be all end all and it's easily it's easily um like ruined. Like you can sign on you with a bunch mani- of friends. You can manipulate, you can manipulate the stuff. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, exactly. Like when Wonder Woman uh eighty four came out, it was rated pretty positive and then, you know, there was a bunch of headlines about it and then like within the next day it had dropped like twenty percentage and i'm not saying all of it was due to people just like going on and review bombing it but sometimes that is the case so that said we're going to jump into season two episode two titled prior criminal history how do you like that we're stepping away from the the wonderland titles this season i kind of like it well i mean there was only so much you could do with them (laughs) true true. like like, i don't know yeah. Also, where Alice, I don't think is as as much the focus this season. It makes sense. Whereas she was pretty much the driving force of the last season. 
Yeah, I, I like the shift. It's fun. So we start off with Alice in her uh, sewer sewer style lair again, uh, talking <laughs> talking to Dead Mouse, who also has a uh, credit in this episode again. But at least he's in a flashback. So there's that. We flash back to the scene last season of the bat coming in and Alice getting upset and Mouse saying that they're chasing the rats because bats eat rats. As she's remembering this, she is holding a live mouse, taping it to dead mouse for reasons that will become only, clear later. But at this only moment, only Alice knows. <laughs> but at this point, I was going. Ew! And yeah. Thing, we are still in the same place we were in last episode, right? Because the idea that she moved the body was so completely <laughs> gross to me. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. She's been in the same place. Like, that body has not moved. It's fine. Okay, because, like, I mean, it's bad enough that she's talking to this dead body, that she's had this dead body for as long as she's had the dead body. But to think that she's been moving around with it, I just was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so she asks Mouse for one last for help one last time. She tapes the dead mouse to him and allows these bats to essentially trying to attack the rat that she attached to him and at the same time kind of swiping at him. It's a it's a weird opening scene that I was like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Me but, too. But alright, this is what we're doing this year, so let's go for it. <laughs> We come out of the new opening, and we have a, t- a title card that says two months prior, and it's um, it's Ryan Wilder walking at night on the streets of Gotham, presumably Halloween because there are a bunch of people dressed up. And, she, and she's got cat ears on. Yep. Her, her, the extent of her costume is wearing cat ears. So she is being kind of followed by two individuals behind her. She walks down some stairs and is kind of cornered between the two individuals behind her and someone coming up in front of her that is holding a gun. So she is basically being robbed. Uh, They find no money because she is one poor broke woman. And while she is is facing down the gun, we hear a little commotion behind her and – we get our first appearance of Kate Kane, Batwoman, this year, as Batwoman shows up, takes care of two of the guys, distracting the third, and while the third is distracted, Ryan Wilder takes care of the third guy, and it's nice that we see a little kind of, there's no real interaction between her and and Kate Kane, Batwoman, as Batwoman kind of grapples out of scene, she says thank you. But it was nice to see, like, that Ryan was saved by that. Yeah, I loved that. I have one slight um, gripe to pick, though. So, not with the scene in general. You said that there was there was a title card before the scene aired that said two months ago, right? Yes. Two months from where we are currently, correct? Yes, two months prior is usually, yeah. Yep. Okay, so we've been in January 2020 for a majority of the last half of season one, or because we ended the season in May of 2020, our time. So how the hell was right. it two months past October, two months ago? Well, we don't know what year it is. I don't know. It's just it's you're just ass- you're just assuming. I mean, true, but I just I was just kind of confused. 
It could be January 2021 for all we know. But it's well, we know it's not because they they established last week that it's only been a couple of days since the season finale. Yes, but I don't think at any point last year they established that what year it was. True. Just just something that kind of made me go, huh? I mean, it's fine. Like I'm I am willing to hear the gripe about it, but it, time is such a nebulous thing in TV shows. True. Like, aside from the title card of two months prior, there is nothing that shows, like, what time frame this is. Because if this is January, like, there's no, there's actually two months from October. Would be December. Would be December. So there's no, like, Christmas decorations or, like, snow falling. So for all we know, like, Gotham is in Florida at this point. Who knows? Just just a little something that my mind kind of went Huh. Okay. We come out of the flashback and Ryan is interviewing for a security job. It goes about as well as you would expect because <laughs> they because she very rightly puts down that she is an ex-convict uh, and that does not help her. But we do find out that we had theorized that maybe last week that she was part of the judge um, who got taken out during the Punisher episode. And she she wasn't. She pled down to 18 months, even though she maintains her innocence. This way that she could do – what did she say? This way I could do 18 months instead of 15 years? Well, she says a bullet and a half because it's a, cause she's using street terminology. Uh, but yes, instead of, instead of going to jail for many years, she pleaded down to 18 months, kind of figuring there was no way she was going to get found not guilty. But other like that's the only real thing out of that scene because other than that, like I said, it it goes about as well as you expect. She doesn't get the job. I like that she knew she wasn't going to get the job. Like she's like, I could tell just by I could read it on your face that I'm not going to get this job. I was like, okay. I mean, I'm not good at reading people, and I saw that. <laughs> Usually, when they're like, oh, by the way, I see you went to jail. Like that's the turning point in the. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's the this is not going well part of yeah. the conversation. Yeah. So that is uh that is all we really get from that scene. And now we move on to we move on to uh, a TV showing clips of apparently leaked footage from the end of last season in which all the crows are shooting at Batwoman and the newscast is talking about how people are upset after seeing this um after seeing this video and that they're expected to have some type of protest gathering in Gotham that night. And I, I like hearing like that the city is behind their vigilantes. Yeah. I, I like that too, but part of me was like, okay, are we, are we trying to make this the Gotham equivalent of a police brutality shooting? And I was like, I don't know if I like that. Um, I don't, well, no, I don't think that's what they were doing in the scene. I think they were showing, I think they were clearly showing like how the crows dislike Batwoman and people are more upset that Batwoman has been trying to help the city and the crows didn't care. Okay. There is a thing that comes up with Ryan a little bit later on that I feel is fine, but kind of out of place in the episode. And we'll get to that when we get there as 
we pan out from the TV. We see it's Commander Kane watching this, and Sophie is behind him, and she's like, hey, they're here. Let's go. And we get two two intercutting interrogation scenes, one of Jacob Kane interrogating... Mary? Uh, who? It was Mary, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jacob was interrogating Mary, and Sophie was interrogating Luke. Basically, um, now that Jacob knows... Kate came with Batwoman. He's bringing in people who were around Kate and been like, ha, so you know she was Batwoman. Mary kind of plays it off like, come on, you know we've never been close. She would never tell me she's Batwoman. And Luke is a little bit more defensive. Sophie is... Luke went for the jugular. Yes, but (laughs) wrongly. Like... No, he did. I was like, oh, that's such a low blow. But it was... Okay, so we'll get well, we'll get there in one second. So Mary, uh, so Sophie is pretty much like, you know, you were her associate, you were around here all the time. How did you not know she was Batwoman? Luke kind of corrects her and was like, you know, I was her assistant, but apparently she's really good at keeping secrets from both of us, which was a which was a good point. But then um, they talk about the crows shooting her, and Luke as kind of a way to get under Sophie's skin says, well, it's too bad. She didn't have somebody that loved her watching her back. Now it's a good burn, but Sophie didn't know Kate was Batwoman. Yeah. I just, that, that whole, that, that line kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, Oh, Luke, no, I feel like he was, he was projecting guilt. He feels cause she, he wasn't there onto her right. in that moment and i was just like oh no baby that's not the move <laughs> like it upsets sophie and i get why it upsets sophie but like i said at the same time like sophie didn't know kate was batwoman so she couldn't really protect kate in that instance right if she did she would have and we saw that at times in season one even when she doesn't know kate's batwoman like when she's just when she just has feelings for Batwoman and thinks she's a different person, she still helps her out. So Sophie goes storming off. As Sophie goes storming off, she passes by Julia, who's like, you know, can we talk? And then Sophie takes her anger out from Luke onto onto Julia, uh, kind of making Julia feel bad for keeping the secret that Kate was Batwoman. To Julia's How did defense, you feel about this? Uh, again, I, I didn't like it because Julia's defense is, it's not my secret. Like, exactly. I think and, she's mad that Julia got to know when she couldn't. I think that's what really pissed her off. Well, I I do. So there's that. I also think it's a jealousy thing because she's still in love with Kate and Kate trusted Julia more with telling yeah. her she was Batwoman. So maybe she feels like Kate had more feelings for Julia than she had let on, you know, cause we knew Kate and Julia were an item like that. That wasn't a secret from Sophie. So but the fact that they were an item and she trusted Julia enough to let her in meant they were a lot closer than even she knew. Right. Um, I would also say like the difference is, you know, make, um, Sophie wasn't dating Kate when she was Batwoman, so she, Kate never told her, although she was technically dating Batwoman, I guess. But all right. In any event, <laughs> Sophie is upset 
And I think also taking a little of her anger out from the loot conversation onto Julia. Yeah. Before the break, we get a scene of Ryan at a convenience store looking for... Uh, generic ibuprofen. Generic ibuprofen, because that's what you do in a convenience store in Gotham, apparently. When you have because... no money and you, need, and you need pain medication from her uh, bullet wound that I'm shocked she hasn't mentioned to... Yep. Luke and or Mary yet? Uh, just saying. Yeah, we saw her earlier when during the flashback. Um, when we came out of the flashback, it was kind of her thinking about it, and she felt like a twinge of pain from her from her bullet wound, which is why she is now in the convenience store getting ibuprofen. As she turns around, asking the clerk if they have any generic ibuprofen, two hooligans come in with guns to rob the place because naturally that's what happens in Gotham all the time. Ryan saves the day, although the uh, clerk is shot. The Once uh, Ryan dispatches of the two thieves, they go running off, and she is standing over the body of the shot uh, convenience store clerk. So naturally, that's when the crows show up. Of course. But can I just say I love that Ryan can kick ass even when she's not wearing the bat suit. I mean, yeah, the bat suit didn't give her – the bat suit wasn't like it taught her um, – kung fu it's not the matrix no i know but it's it's very rare that we get to see our superheroes actually get to kick ass without their suit on okay so it's yeah it did it did kind of show that she was fearless like she wasn't bulletproof and she was still attacking a person with a gun yeah yeah it's just something kind of cool because they don't normally show that on superhero shows yeah so we're back at crow's headquarters and ryan is uh, handcuffed to a table. Sophie comes walking in, and Sophie recognizes Ryan for all the times they've apparently arrested her previously, which, uh, coming out of the scene, seems to be quite a lot. Yeah, um, I also love their dynamic. Okay, how so? I, I, I just love the whole, the way that she challenges Sophie and the way that Sophie kind of gives it right back to her. It's kind of the most alive I've seen Sophie this season. I mean, we're only two episodes in. I mean, true, but I just, I don't know. There was something, there was something I really liked about it. And yeah. I kind of want to, I kind of want to see more there. Well, I'm sure you will. I, I feel, I feel like they'll have more scenes this season together. Uh, based on some stuff I've seen on Javicia's social media. Yeah. So Sophie is like, ha, huh, yeah, nice try. You were the hero standing over a, standing over a shot convenience store clerk and just as she finishes saying it the arresting officer comes in and is like um we just looked at the security footage and it backs up her story yep (laughs) she's telling the truth like really you you dragged her down before you watched this like it wasn't like the security footage was hard to find. It's right. right there behind the counter. Like you could have easily done that before you right. brought you her down. Right, you could easily put the cuffs on her, watched, watched, or even not put the cuffs on her. But I would, you know, given her history, yeah. I wouldn't have blamed right. it if they did. Yeah. Watch the security footage, realize that she wasn't, and then let her go. But had they done that, we would not have gotten the scene that's coming up in like the next couple minutes. So Sophie tells Ryan that she is free to go. And Ryan makes a comment about how she has been brought in more times for stuff she didn't do. Stuff she didn't than, do than Alice has right. for stuff she did. Right. 
and she says, you know, I know why Jacob hasn't put a bullet in Alice. And so and Sophie automatically assumes that it's because she knows Alice is Beth and says, you know, any sympathy Jacob had for her is long gone. And she said, you know, and Ryan is like, no, it's because she's white. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Sympathy. Here's the only reason I dislike Ryan's comeback, because it's right after a scene showing every single crow shooting a white Batwoman. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Like, it just it rings a little hollow. Like, I get what you're going for. And I'm like, I am fine with the social commentary. And I I like this, the fact that the CW superhero shows do the social commentary. But there's it seems like it kind of got in its own way at this point. I didn't bump on that line particularly because, I mean, she remember, this is a character, like we said earlier, who who pled guilty to a crime she didn't commit because she didn't believe that she would have been found innocent the, cr- right. the crows didn't believe her when when she was brought in on these initial charges and i'm and based well, on what she's according to her the, the crows set her up right and I, I think part of it i think she she believes that she was picked for that that they're the one you know that they chose her to be the one to set up because of the color of her skin i think she thinks they wouldn't have if she were white okay and that, like I said, that's fine. Like, I really like the social commentary. It just seems like for these two episodes, anytime they've given Ryan, like, one of those kind of moments, like, she's wrong. And I don't think that – I don't think that's doing a good service to her character. Oh, that's true. Yeah, no, I can see that. You know, all of her assumptions about Kate last episode – you know, she's completely wrong and she realizes she's wrong, which is good because then we see the growth and she's like, you know, I'm sorry I said those things. But in this instance, like I said, there hasn't been any sort of there hasn't been any sort of real like even behind the scene or behind the scenes cut type things that have indicated there is a problem of this in Gotham. So it just seems it's a little out of nowhere and more of just like a, we want to make this statement. But we're just – I think they just picked the wrong time to do it. Okay. Ryan heads over to Mary's clinic because apparently everybody knows where this clinic is except Jacob Kane. Yeah. How did she know where how to get uh, there? It's on a map. How did she even know that Mary would be there? It, it's on a map. <laughs> the map of Gotham quite clearly says Mary's secret medical facility – Mary uh, Mary Hamilton or Mary Kane, I don't know if she took Jacob's last name or not. Secret underground medical facility. Unless you're Jacob Kane, then nothing to see here. <laughs> it's on every map in Gotham. It you can punch it in in a GPS and you can find it. It's fine. She's Mary Hamilton, FYI. She is Mary Hamilton. I thought she was, but I figured I'd throw the cane in just in case there was something I missed. Um, so. She shows up and she's like, "So Alice is Beth, eh?" And Mary's like, "How how did you know?" And instead of saying how she actually knows, she's just like, "Well, you know, random missing 16-year-old. 16, 16 so naturally it's 
so naturally Alice is Beth. Like, she doesn't really say how she knows. Well, I think Sophie's comment got her thinking, and then she did some research and figured it out. Well, I mean, so, like, her comment is just like, okay, you're right, she figured it out from that. But, like, the the reasoning she gives Mary is like, it's just like, yeah, it just makes sense, you know. So, they have... They have the back and forth. As they're talking, someone brings in Mouse, who has a bunch of cuts and bruises and bites. And they're like, you know, this guy's not in good shape. And and Ryan's like, uh, he's already dead. I'm pretty sure you have no ability to save him. Wait, we kind of missed. We kind of skipped something, I think. What? What did I skip? When 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 Ryan was saying that she knew Alice and Beth were the same person. She said, is, is defending her just something you do now? And Mary turned around and snapped and said, she killed my mother. I don't defend her. And just the, the back and forth there. And the fact mm-hmm. that they kind of bonded over that a little bit. I really liked that. Yeah. They have the commonality of while, while Alice didn't kill Ryan's mother as, as she did Mary's, um, Alice's gang killed her, so in her mind, it's still out. Like if Alice wasn't around, her mom would still be alive. Yeah. Which is, which is a correct assumption. So yeah, they do have that kind of bonding, and so we we know that Ryan was pretty much there to be like to find out where Alice was so she could go get her retribution. And Mary's like, I don't know. Like why would I know? I like. So we go back over to Crow's headquarters. Julia is walking to her car, opens her car, texting Sophie, like, please talk to me. And we find Alice in the back seat of the car with her butterfly knife. <laughs> she holds the knife to Julia's throat, uh, calls her Penny Whistle, Penny <laughs> Royal, and Penny Loafer throughout this, uh, throughout this scene. Uh, and she talks about how she is planning something big with many casualties, but she wants to team up with Julia to get Sophia, who she believes killed Kate, mainly because Sophia sent her a thing saying, I killed Kate. Uh, Julia, Julia, is, you know, is finding a, a little bit hard to believe. She's like, you know, why would Sophia kill Kate? And she says to get back at me. And now she's hunting both of us, so it would behoove us both to kind of team up together. Julia's like, until you stab me in the back, because that's what you do. That's what ev- that's what all of the Canes do when they team up with somebody. Eventually, they turn on them. Which she isn't wrong. She is not. Uh, Julia's like, but you sound really like, like Julia's right. Like she says, you sound very, um, very nervous and very scared. I'm not. I can take care of her. Alice tells her that she should be scared and then proceeds to stab her in the ribs with the butterfly knife. Yeah. Do you feel like Alice is slightly more unhinged than she was in season one? Slightly. <laughs> I would say I would say marketably. I will say that the the music in this scene is so good. It's so good. It's off putting. It it gives you that sense of nervousness the way they kind of 
slow down and distort the music when Alice is talking to really show, to really drive home like her fracturing mental state. Yeah, I think you know I'm not one to to really ever pick up on those type of musical cues, but this one was it was very heavy handed in it, but it also fit so well that it was easy to kind of get. So Alice, after stabbing Julia, goes skipping off because that's what Alice does after she stabs people. <laughs> we go back to the secret underground medical facility of Mary. Uh, Ryan is standing over the body with Luke. Says, oh, there were two bad surprises here. You're here and a dead mouse. They're trying to figure out what killed mouse, or what type of animal left these attacks and killed him. And Mary comes walking in is like, nope, he was dead before this. He was killed with the same poison that killed my mom, so it's got to be Alice. I actually forgot that it, that that I mean I knew I knew he was poisoned, but I don't know if we knew or if we knew and I just forgot that the poison was the same. I mean, I just we weren't told specifically. I just assumed. Okay. Like I don't think she has like 20 different poisons and she's like, "Let's see, today's Tuesday, <laughs> so it's going to be this poison today." So Mary naturally says this was post, you know, all these were done post-mortem. They still can't figure out what it is. And then a bat breaks out of Mouse's body. (laughs) This is the first time I laughed hysterical in this episode. And Ryan jumps like a mile in the air because apparently she is scared of bats. Screams like a little girl and says, what? I hate bats. Yep. I was on the floor. I was dying. Just the way she delivered it, the look on her face, the scream, just everything just made me laugh hysterically. It it was a nice lightning of a scene. Um, so I'll I'll give you that. It was it was a good line. After commercial break, we come back and we get what do we get? What do we get? What do we get? We uh. get a news report. A news reporter um, talking about the protest that's going on where. Um, lots of people from Gotham, from <laughs> from the way the angle of the report, it's like at least ten people are very angry and they want Batwoman back. <laughs> we pull out from the television report and we see Ryan and Mary looking inside of a inside of a see-through box with a bat constantly moving. Um, Luke comes in and is like, "Hey guys, Julia had her." Alice showed up and stabbed Julia with a butterfly knife. She's fine. She's going to be said, okay. Yep, she's going to be fine, but said something about doing something with a high body count. And That's we brilliant have no and idea. terrifying, which for yep. Alice is both of those things. Yep. Or, she's like, we have no idea where or when. Mary and Luke are trying to figure it out, and Ryan's just sitting there watching the TV and is like, guys, it, uh, it's, okay. it's, 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 it's over here. Like, you see this area with all these people about Batwoman? Yeah. Like, it's probably over there. So Mary Mary decides, like, we need to we need to do something. We need to break them up. Ryan's like, they're not going anywhere until they get Batwoman. So Ryan's like, put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Like, give me the suit. I'll go. Well, first I'll Mary suggests Julia. That's true. Julia has been in the suit before. And... This is like, um, Julia, remember, stabby stab? Oh, right. Well, (laughs) what about Ryan? And Mary's like, you know what? That's a great idea. 
I endorse this. And Luke is the only one that sees an <laughs> obvious problem with this plan. And this is the second time that I started hysterically laughing because the way he delivered it, I was – And first of all, thank God it was Luke who said this line because I think if it came from Mary, it might have – it could have sounded off. Uh, uh, I, I think it would have been – I think it still would have been fine coming from Mary, but yeah, Luke, <laughs> Luke saying this line is pretty well – Luke pointing out the fact that Ryan is black and Kate was not. She's like, he's like, hello, black. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> to which they have the idea. Well, we'll stand on her. We'll have her stand on the edge of a building, like across the street and high up, and you won't really, you won't notice the the skin tone because it's dark out, and it's actually a really good plan. Like all of that makes sense. Yes. So Luke finally agrees. We go to the we go to the protest. Jacob Kane's there. He's like, I want these people dispersed, and they're like, Yeah, we're trying, but it's not really happening. Ryan comes down onto the building across the street really badly. Well, she's not quite used to it yet. Correct. Um, Luke Luke is giving her no help whatsoever. <laughs> None. And, and and Mary's kind of trying too hard. <laughs> so. <laughs> The heroic took me out. Ryan stands on the ledge, and Mary, who is like someone shouting at a model during a photo session. I almost picture her as like one of those really embarrassing dance moms. Yep. Now, be heroic. Now, get the cape to catch the wind. (laughs) I, I was, this whole thing just made me, I was, when I told, when I told you this was one of the funnier episodes for me, this was why. what is going on in mary's head like the way she i love the way she they act this scene out because it would have been one thing to just have like mary shouting these things into an earpiece but her her gesturing as if trying to see her like it's not visual communication mary I feel like Mary's just the type of person that kind of has to act things out when she has ideas. <laughs> so, so Ryan follows her, you know, follows her advice and, you know, talks to the, you know, finally somebody notices Ryan over there and she's like, hello, people of Gotham. And everyone cheers. And she's like, y'all gotta leave. <laughs> and they cheer. No, no, you're all going to die. If you don't leave. And they all cheer. She's like, no, no, but really, I appreciate this, but y'all gotta go. Yeah. Great. I I love you, too, but, you know, death and all. Yeah, death. We're gonna die. Is essentially what's going on. Man, this, again, this scene, I just, the way she delivered it was just, I don't know if it was supposed to be funny, but. All I'm saying is crowds are usually not smart. True. Uh, And the scene, we go to break. With Alice showing up behind Ryan, and it's like, yeah. Did we get to the part where Jacob zoomed in and realized that it wasn't Kate? Uh, no. But I mean, it's there. So Jacob, after seeing Ryan on the ledge, grabs uh, one of the crow's binoculars, sees that she's black, apparently, (laughs) Um, and is like, get that imposter off the roof. Alice shows up behind her and is like, who are you? We come back from break, and Alice and Ryan are talking, 
And she's like, you're not really Batwoman. And Ryan's like, you killed my mom. What are you doing here? You killed my mom. Like, Ryan is like Inigo Montoya in Princess Bride. Like, you killed my mom. Prepare to die. That's all, <laughs> that's all she's doing. You have Luke on the comps is like, don't worry about Alice. Don't worry she's, about that like, murder. He's like, don't engage. Don't yeah. engage. She's don't a engage killer. That, yeah, don't engage that murderer behind you. Just and keep standing is, on the ledge where she can push you off. And my thing is, Luke, I don't think telling her that she's a killer when one of her victims was her mother was the smartest thing you could have ever said. Yeah. So Ryan shuts off the communication. Which kind of dumb for what comes later. That's fine. <laughs> Alice pulls out her gun and shoots Ryan, and then it's like, well, the suit's real. (laughs) I I do like Alice's idea of, you know what? The suit could be fake. Let me try the bullets. Because I I actually had that idea. She was shooting. I'm like, you know this suit is bulletproof. And then she makes that comment. I'm like, wow. It made sense. Like It really does. I mean, because if (laughs) – She's not going to think that she's not, like, faking with her sister's actual suit. Right. Like, huh, well, I'll be I'll be damned. That is the real suit. You're not just a cosplayer. Go you. <laughs> While they're fighting on the rooftop, Luke and Mary are having a discussion about how Luke was right. Ryan shouldn't have been doing this. And she's going to kill Alice. And Mary's like, well, maybe she should, you know. This, there is a there is a lot of evidence to point to the fact that maybe if Alice was dead, a lot of things wouldn't have happened already. Exactly, and I kind of felt Mary here. I kind of felt both of them, honestly, because like Luke is adhering to the bat person's code of no killing, and Mary is adhering to the code of like if you kill the Joker, he stops killing. Yeah. And granted, for Mary, it's a little bit more personal where. Alice killed her mother, so it's it's the it is a very center of a debate that's always had, especially with superheroes and especially with Batman, where you know I understand the whole no killing thing, but where at some point isn't there a line that you have to draw? Yeah, and I re- I really did like like the debate, and I like that Mary and Luke were able to discuss it, but it wasn't really. Like they both kind of saw each other's point of view, and they didn't—they weren't like attacking each other, because right. they both kind of made valid points, which I, I love that. Yeah. Uh, so they keep fighting, and as we go to break, uh, Alice pulls out a device and turns it on, presses a button, and the bats from the sewer that were attacking Mouse all come out and are now plaguing the protesters. Uh. Because they attacked Mouse, who had the who had the poison in him, now these bats are carrying the poison. It is essentially like the West Nile virus at this point. Which that was actually really ingenious and made that first scene that was entirely creepy make way more sense. It it did. I like the fact that it made sense, but at the same time, like how like like come on, Alice. Like who thinks of these things? <laughs> crazy demented twisted people yep alice goes running off she's like all right i did what i came here to do peace out ryan starts to go after her even though luke is like you can't go after her and ryan gets to the stairwell as alice is running down 
and could easily just like do the Batman thing of like falling directly down the middle of the stairwell and stopping Alice. But she doesn't. She realizes her first priority needs to be the people of the protest. So she goes back out onto the roof. She comes down off the building and she starts helping the people at the protest. They're trying to figure out what is drawing the bats to that location because you need some sort of echo or, or sound. sonar something. Yeah. yeah, or a sound thing that would be drawing them to there. And they find the device inside of an old like newspaper box. Uh, Ryan finds it with the with the echolocation on her suit, grabs it, and now she's trying to figure out what to do. We go over quickly to Mary's secret underground medical facility, where people are being brought in to her secret underground medical facility. Uh, the she realizes the poison because the eyes are glowing orange, so she already kind of realizes the symptoms. Well, she kind of knew what it was. Yes. Anyway, because didn't because she cause... found the toxin inside of she found the toxin inside of uh, Mouse's body. So when they saw the bats coming, she put they two re- and two together. Right. Yeah, they knew. Yeah. So she goes running to her office for something, and we find Alice there, who's like, "So what's up, sister? My only sister, the only one I got left. It's just you and me against the world, sister." And Mary wants no part of it. Yeah, Mary picks up a knife, which is the thing you do when Alice is around. Very smart. And Alice yeah. is like, you know, I feel bad about missing all of your birthdays. So here, here's some blood with the antidote. And Mary's like, you really expect me to trust you? And she's like, or you expect me to trust you are giving me your blood? She's like, actually, it's your blood. I grabbed it when Nocturno was draining you. So technically, it's a re-gift. Yep. <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> so um, Mary can't figure out why Alice would go through the trouble of poisoning everybody, only to be like, here's the antidote. And Alice is just like, you know, it's me. That's what I do. Doesn't really trust her, but has really no alternative. And she thinks that she tells Alice it's because she thinks that she misses Kate and you know even though she's crazy that she's just kind of lashing out as, and this is like her way of grieving yeah also I feel like Mary was very specifically like I am not going to be your new Kate right because even though they're sisters they're not really close because one killed the other one's mother exactly as Alice is walking out she's like oh I met the new Batwoman this one will actually, you know, this one might actually kill me. Things are going to yeah. get interesting. Yeah. She's like, I believe this one would actually kill me, which she never believed Kate would do. And nobody really did. Exactly. We go over to we go over to Ryan in the Batmobile racing through the city uh, with Luke being a backseat driver, telling her to stay in one lane out of the three on the road. I also love the dynamic, can I just say, between Ryan and Luke. It's very, um, like, you could tell Luke is not fully on board with this yet, and I love how snarky he is. See, here's here's the thing, is, like, we're getting the same snarky comments he would make to Kane, but it plays a lot differently when he says it to Ryan. Yeah, I, I think it plays almost meaner than it did. Yeah. When he would say it to Kate, but I love that Ryan doesn't take it. 
Right. Ryan. Ryan gives I, it right so. back to him, which I love that. Yeah. But I mean, I think Luke really needs to uh, really, really needs to get a chip off his shoulder. Like he definitely the last two episodes, he really feels like he's had a chip on his shoulder and he needs to come to terms with it. But I, we knew because they, they told us in like the various previews for the season that Luke was not going to be on board this new Batwoman. And that's very clearly the truth. Yeah. They're trying to find a place to throw this device or to bring this device to lure all the bats into one area and away from people. Um, they really can't find any place that's too close. The closest thing that they find is an abandoned um, subway tunnel to which Ryan's like, it, you know, we can't go there. That's a homeless encampment. There are people there. And Luke's like, all right, let's keep looking. Ryan comes across a prison bus of the crows. She makes it stop, makes the driver get out, puts the device inside the bus, opens up the back of the bus to get all the bats in there, and then throws a bat bomb to blow it up. Very smart thinking. I, I, I very really smart liked... thinking. I, at first, when she said, I better to ask for forgiveness than permission, I thought she was going to crash the Batmobile. I mean, that – I mean – that Batmobile, you can crash it and nothing's going to harm it. That's what a Batmobile is. I, that that was my first thought. So then when, when, it, when she didn't, and then I realized what she was going to do, I was like, oh, that's yeah. so smart. I will say it took me a minute to realize it was a Crow's prison bus. Like, I thought it was a school bus. I'm like, better yeah, to ask, I didn't realize it was a Crow's prison to, bus. Yeah, better to ask was... forgiveness than to ask for permission. I'm like, she's going to blow up a bus <laughs> full of school children? What? <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't realize what kind of bus it was till it was blowing up and you saw the name of it as it was blowing. Yeah. Um, as she throws the bomb, a homeless person on the side of the road kind of comes out. She, Ryan runs over to her, covers them both with her with her cowl to survive the explosion. Although nothing really explodes outward, like everything explodes up in this, which is a weird kind of explosion. But um you know, the person says, thank you for saving me, Batwoman. You're my hero. Something to that effect. And she says, oh, I'm not Batwoman. And she says, well, you are to me. And that kind of gave her pause for a second. Yes. Mary took the blood that Alice gave her over to Hamilton to get a antidote synthesized. She had a conversation with Sophie, and this was prior to them blowing up the bus, about, you know, you really can't trust Alice. And Mary said, I, well, we don't have, don't have a choice. Yeah, like we don't. So she runs it over to Hamilton Dynamics. We come back from the break and there's a news report about the antidote being administered to people and how Hamilton Dynamics isn't saying how they got it. We pan out on the TV and Sophie is standing in Mary's secret underground medical facility. And Mary's with- like a little credit would have been nice. And can I just superficially say that Mary was rocking that leather jacket look? I love that. I absolutely love Mary's look in this scene because it's like all that stuff might be designer. I don't know. But this is like the first time I don't think she like she looks like she looks like Kate's sister. Yeah. Like that is an was- outfit Kate would have worn. This is badass Mary, not millennial Mary. Yeah, so her and Sophie have um, a little discussion. 
about the new about um, what happened and trying to figure out why Alice would go through all this just to give them the antidote and something else must be coming and she's and Mary's like you know if this is just a warm up act I don't think we're ready for the main event Sophie says I hope this new Batwoman is and Mary kind of under her breath says me too yeah over in the Crows facility, we have Sophie approaching Julia, asking her if she knows who the new Batwoman is. Julia says she has no idea, but anything short of giving Sophie a name, she doesn't think she would believe her. And Sophie says you're probably right. Yep. And Julia does say, well, you know, I analyzed my floor mats after, my vi- after Alice's visit with me, and... Um, she has she has traces of a byproduct of tire manufacturing, so her layer might be over here by this motor plant. Sophie says, let's keep this between us. Backup would just scare her. And before she goes walking off, Julia says, she told you she loved you in the letter, right? And Julia asks, Sophie asks, what does it matter? And Julia says, I just want to know if we're done because you don't trust me. Or because I'm not Kate. And Mary says, it's both. Which hurts Julia a bit. And this goes, I don't think it's so much as she doesn't trust. Like, obviously, I don't think it's because she doesn't trust Julia. Because rationally, once she gets past this, she'll understand, like, Julia shouldn't have been, shouldn't have told her. So I think this lends more credence to the fact that she was upset just the fact that Kate told Julia and not her. Yeah. And the fact that it, that she's not Kate. It's it's a very emotional time for Sophie. Yeah. Um, but we have Mary coming into Jacob's office. Apparently he called her back and she's like, what, you didn't interrogate me enough the first time around? Now you're going to waterboard me? I love spunky Mary. <laughs> Jacob's like, no. He's like, I'm sorry we did that, but... You know, I'm not going to let what happened to Beth happen to Kate. I'm not going to give up hope, even though Mary seemed to start giving up hope after her talk with Alice, because Alice was very intent that she was dead. Yeah, but I think that's because she knows that Sophia did it, and she knows right. that if, if Sophia was the one behind it, then there is not a whole lot of hope that she would actually be out there. Yeah, but back she's over. Not. Yeah. Back over to the Batcave, we have Ryan looking at the suit, and she's like, I don't know how you clean this thing, but I'm pretty sure that burnt bat smell is there to stay. (laughs) That made me laugh again. (laughs) Uh, Ryan's like, so I want to do this full time. Luke doesn't want her to. And she's like, look, the two best things that happened to me is the day that my mom found me and the day I found the bat suit. Or I should say the day that it found me. And she's like, you know. She's like, I want to, I want to bring hope to Gotham. I want to be Batwoman. Uh, Luke's like, you know, you don't have the ability to do it. Uh, Ryan's like, you know, I've spent my entire life surrounded by criminals. I know where they are. I know what they think. I know how they act. And I know how to stop them. I have a background in martial arts. Like, I can do this. And Mary's like, I hope you're right. Because we need Batwoman. And so do I. I. And... Like Mary's, like, Mary's like, you're going to be Batwoman, end of story. And Luke kind of reneges and is like, fine, but Batwoman has a code, no killing. No killing. Uh, Ryan nods her head, agreeing, and 
Luke's like, all right, you can be Batwoman till Case back. Mary's ecstatic. She's like, she's like, let me show you around. This is the that first time so I get to give cute. the tour. She was so excited. I love excited me. Then we get a voiceover by Vesper Fairchild for the first time this season, who is talking about how there's a new Batwoman in town. What happened to the old Batwoman? Who knows? Um, and that's really all she says. Uh, yeah, that, that's all she says. We go back under the tunnels. We go back to the Batcave, and Ryan is looking at a monitor of the city, kind of taking it all in, figuring, like, realizing what she's about to embark on and she gives a nice little she gives a nice little visual performance of like taking in the entire bat cave realizing what she has in front of her she's kind of exploring a little she finds kate's journals of her writings to Bruce, and she miraculously turns to the one about her during halloween where kate talks about how she came you know she helped this one girl who, who seemed a lot like her who seemed a lot like her she wasn't a lot she wasn't going to be she was scared but she wasn't gonna she wasn't gonna be a victim in gotham she's fearless um which is really good and she's like you know people like her are the hope for the city ryan you know reads it realizes she's talking about her she kind of flashes back again to what we saw at the beginning and then she kind of turns a couple pages where it's blank and she starts writing dear kate so it seems I like I love that she's going to write to Kate the way that Kate wrote to Bruce. Yes, I really I like that. Love it so much. It's a way to keep I mean a way to keep Kate alive the way they kept Bruce alive last season like it I love it. Yeah. We go over to the tire manufacturer. Sophie shows up. Um as Alice is walking in, she throws her her cuffs and is like, all right, put these on behind your back. As she's about to arrest Alice, we see a knife, we see a sword go to Sophie's throat. She gets knocked out. And this uh, woman with a, I'm going to go with Middle Eastern accent? Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was Middle Eastern or Russian. Yeah, uh, it could be Russian. It, a very... Um, Asian accent, let's say, um, it says, you know, um, says the Desert Rose was not meant for Gotham. And she pretty much is telling Alice, like, she shouldn't have done what she did. And Alice is like, well, I wanted to get uh, Sophia's attention. She's like, well, now Sophia's going to kill you. You know, she'll see to it that you're dead. And she's like, well, she has to see me first. She mentions the name of the person holding the sword as Tatiana. So you're right. It is probably Russian. Um, Tatiana tells her that um, Sophia is upset that Alice gave the antidote to the world, basically. And again, now it makes sense why Alice did this. The entire point was get people infected, give them the antidote. It was going to piss off Sophia because part of Sophia's plan was to use the poison or to use this poison as essentially a chemical warfare because there was no there was no um cure for it but now that there is it's pretty much useless yeah and sophia's pissed also i was checking imdb to see what uh that character's name was i imdb has her credited as tatiana aka the whisperer or well, the whisper 
She did whisper a lot, so there's that. I didn't know if that had any comic book importance, so I figured I would. So I think so. There is a character, um, Sophia's right-hand woman in the comics is actually a woman by the name of, hold on a second, Tahani, which is kind of like Tatiana, if you change the name. <laughs> Tahani Tahani in the comics is Sophia's right-hand woman. They had a relationship um, before Kate showed up on the island in the comics, and Sophia kind of threw her to the wayside for Kate, in which she then harbors a resentment towards Kate and tries to kill her in the comics. Um, so I think that's who this character is based off of. We'll find out more once we, I believe, next episode we actually get Sophia. Yes, so, we do. So we'll see if that is what happens um, or if that's the relationship that she has with this woman, which is which is more than likely possible. Um, but she is a she is pretty much she is. Yeah. Sophia runs everything and uses her to kind of carry out her wishes, her muscle. Like Sophia is very is very um, feared for obvious reasons, but a, some of those reasons is the fact that she has Tatiana doing the stuff for her. Uh, so that is where uh, she knocks out Alice, and she's like, "Well, you're gonna time to go meet Tatiana. Uh, time to go meet Sophia." Knocks her out with the sword, and that's how the episode ends. So this episode, I I really liked for for a few reasons. One being Alice's plan is very intricate so you always by the end you know exactly what she was thinking but you don't really start seeing it until yeah as it's she's as it's, as it's happening you can't you can't figure out how we get there from here but once we're there then it makes sense yeah uh i personally am very much looking forward to sophia um i want to see I want to see how they're going to play her um, taking credit for Kate's quote-unquote death, um, because I still don't think I'm quite positive Kate's not dead. Oh, they, they, they've they straight up said it in multiple articles that she's... Well, I mean, I don't believe everything they say in the articles. Like, I'm just going by the stuff on the show. So, like, Sophia, if Sophia's behind it, which I fully believe she is... What I don't understand is why Sophia would keep her alive and tell Alice she's dead because... Does she want Alice unhinged? I mean, it's possible, but at the same time, if that's the case, why not just kill Kate? Unless she tried to and Kate escaped, and now Kate's kind of flying low to figure out how to get Sophia first. So that seems Unless to be Sophia like... Sophia actually thinks she did kill her. And doesn't right. know that Kate's alive. Right. So I believe that might be what's going on. And Kate right now is doing the Bruce thing. Like, Kate knows who who was after her. So now she's kind of lying low, figuring out a way to get to Sophia. So the best way to do that is, just to, is for Sophia to think that she is dead. I also like that we did not have a big bad villain of the week yet. I like that we... Sp- that we spent the first two episodes with our main cast just kind of developing everything and mm-hmm. that next week we're going to kick off with our weekly villains so to speak yeah next week we get victor zaz who is a who 
was in the Birds of Prey movie this year. Um, he is a serial killer, and he essentially, every time he kills somebody, he marks a scar on his body to mark the number. And based um, on the scars, in based on the amount of scars we saw in the one shot from the promo, yeah. my God, has he killed a lot of people. He has. He is a psycho. He is, um, he is, yeah, he is, he is a horrible, horrible human being. It'll be interesting to see how they play him because like in Birds of Prey, he was played as more of a, he was played not as a stooge to Black Mask, but very, but not his normal comic book persona. Um, he also showed up in Gotham. Um, the TV which, show? Yep. Yeah. In which he had a little bit more of his normal persona, which I I don't know if I like that version better than the Birds of Prey version. But it'll be interesting to see what version we're going to get of him. Um, but and he shows up next week. And there's also a possibility that we might get the updated bat suit next week. Because there was a little bit of a hint. She was like, please let me make updates to the bat suit or something like that. Yeah, and I think she's going to, whether he says she can or not yeah so i'm in, i'm gonna be interested to see exactly what the full updated suit looks like yeah live in action i'm excited for that yeah it will uh it will be it will be interesting i i can't wait to see the next episode uh let's see how are we doing on time well, look at that we're only, doing an good. Hour, only an hour and 19 minutes i am proud of us yes um, so one of the things I want to talk about before we sign off, um, we did last week we talked about the sensational headline of the rap. This week there was an interview that Caroline Dryers gave to um, Entertainment TV. Weekly. Was it Entertainment uh, Weekly or TV Line? Uh, the the report I sent you was from Entertainment Weekly, so I think it was Entertainment Weekly, in which. Um, she was talking about the upcoming season and she makes a reference that I didn't love. And I just wanted to talk about whether, you know, I just, I want to talk about if at times Carolyn Dryers does, does more to hurt the show when she does press than she realizes. And that's only because while i while I think I know what she's talking about, people that have people that have a very distinct connection to Kate Kane might see as being very, very flip about a character they love and could easily put them off to the show. She talks about how she was interested in exploring a person who has personal hands on boots on the ground point of view experience of the people she's trying to save and find justice for. She's not interested in stopping white-collar criminals, though if she needs to, she will. What I love about Ryan is that these that these people that she needs to represent and save her are her people, and to me, we didn't have that with Kate. We don't have that with Bruce. Basically saying that Ryan is the only choice to help the people of Gotham. No, that's, I don't think that's what she was saying. I think what she was saying is Ryan has a perspective because the people that Ryan wants to save are people like her, people who have, you know, people who have had it tough, people who 
nobody else is going to be there for except for her. Right. Like, I get I get that's what she's saying, but at the same time, it wasn't like Bruce or Kate um, distinguished between the people. It wasn't right, like if they were homeless, they didn't care. It, right, they no, helped no, out I, whoever they could when they could. Right, but their motivations for helping were different. Ryan's motivations, and I said this last week, come from a more – because she kind of, she's she's been there. She's been on that side of it in a way that Bruce and Kate haven't been. So I get how you could twist it the way that you did, and I it's very easy to go that way, but I also can kind of see what she was aiming for and tend to agree with it, though I do think she could have articulated it a little bit differently. And and that's what I and that's what I really mean. Like I I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the devil's advocate position on this and be like like if she every time I see her talk, especially about Kate, it's very flip. It's very like nonchalant. Like she doesn't seem to understand to me she doesn't at times she doesn't understand why people are so drawn to the character. And I wonder and, if that's because she doesn't have any comic book knowledge. Well, there's that. I also I'm starting to wonder if it's more of um if it's something that kind of seeped in here with any troubles she had between her and Huh. Like if she's that letting that be. affect it because like like I said, I love Kate and I want Kate back. I want Kate in the suit. I like Ryan. I'm not saying anything bad about Ryan. I'm giving, you know, I think Ryan's been good to what we've seen her. Um, but that being said, like if you are, if you love Kate, if you have, if you have such a personal connection to Kate, which a lot of people do, like one of the things, one of the things she even says is that she was surprised when they said they weren't going to recast Kate. She was surprised by the amount of people that came out and said, no, we don't care about who plays kate we just want kate and she didn't like like to her she couldn't understand why that was but and it was weird also reading that interview too like i understood what she was saying when she said like i felt like recasting her now would be a big disservice to the journey we went on in season one because people could just kind of tune in in season two and just kind of forget that season one happened and she said that she didn't want that and i I didn't actually think of that before she said it. Now, I will say I'm fine with this idea of like of them. I'm fine with their with the idea that I've that I've determined is like now they're taking like they want to make sure they find the right person for Kate. I liked Ruby. Uh, I thought she did really well. There is stuff that I would like to see in the next Kate that I that I don't think I saw in Ruby. So them taking a lot of time to figure out how to recast this character i'm i'm okay with i like this whole mystery of season two of what happened to her where is she so these are things that i'm okay with i just i just really feel like she needs to think about the stuff she's saying coming across people that she really needs to watch the show like yeah she has to remember she's not just talking to a tv audience she's talking to a comic book audience too and a perfect example of that is um listener of the show and a friend of mine that I met from doing the show. Uh, her name's Ava. She sent me an email last week and I'm not going to read it all because I think I like, I've had many discussions with her over Caroline, uh, Caroline and, um, and the Kate King character. And while I think some of it 
towards the end gets overly negative. Um, I do I do feel like the beginning part of her email is is what I see coming out in some people that have such a close connection to Kate. So she talks about <clears throat> how originally during our discussions with her, or during my discussion with her, she said she wasn't really going to watch season two, um, and not because of Ryan, because like to her, Kate Kane is Batwoman. But she said she would start watching again if Kate Kane came back. I would start watching the show again if and when Kate Kane returned recast and took back the mantle that is rightfully hers. However, after seeing Caroline Dreyer's interview in Entertainment Weekly last week, she called, um, she said neither Kate nor Bruce could ever be a true hero to the people because they were rich. It's kind of paraphrasing, but I get what she's saying. And somehow uses the passion people had when telling her to replace, to recast, not replace her as an excuse for not recasting Kate. And now this is the part that I found interesting. She says, I am officially done with Batwoman and quite frankly, the Arrowverse as a whole. Kate could come back. Ryan could be revealed to be a bad dream. I still I still will only watch episodes from the first season. Essentially, because of what Caroline said, put her off so much that she's like, I'm I'm just done. And that's happened to me with some stuff in the past, so I I kind of feel for her. Yeah. So I I really you know, obviously, Caroline Dries is the head of the show, and she's done some wonderful things for the show. Eva also says that. Like, she said she did uh, some really good stuff in season one, but for all that she did in season one, it feels like, you know, since then, she's kind of she's kind of lost all that credit, especially with her. So I'm wondering now if there was issues between Ruby and Caroline that that is seeping into this, or... Caroline doesn't really know who Kate Kane is. It's something to think about, but I really I really hope in the future Caroline is a little bit less a little bit less anti Kate in her in her interviews. Yeah, I could like, see that. You can be pro you can definitely be pro Ryan and and not and not be anti Kate. There's definitely you know, it's an there's an easy way to say there's an easy way to do that. I just feel like whenever she's talking about Kate Right now, she's like, yeah, we could have Kate, but look at Ryan. Like, and I understand Ryan's now the focus of the show, especially for at least this season. Uh, but I just I I want her to be a little bit more respectful of the character that that got the show going rather than her original character. I, I get it. And I just I mean, I, like I said, I don't think she meant it as a complete <coughs> diss to Kate because I kind of. Like I said, I, I kind of get what she was going for, but I can see why you and some others who are attached to Kate and know Kate really well, in a way, are having an issue with what she said. All right, I just wanted to I wanted to get that off my chest. Um, I was gonna I was gonna bring it up last week, but we wanted to talk about the the um, we wanted to talk about the ratings headline. And we ran long last week. I'm I will endeavor never to have that long of an episode again. Um, <laughs> Do I want? But, I didn't get a chance to see what the total runtime was. Do I? I want mean, to it, was, know? it was it was close to two hours. Like we somehow doubled the runtime of the show. <laughs> um, so, but you know what? Let us know what you think about the episode. This week's episode. What do you think about Ryan Wilder? What do you think about the discussion of Caroline Dryers? I'm really interested to hear what people think about the way she comes across in an interview. Um, 
and like are people just reading too much into it or is there something there that people could be like all right i can definitely see what's going on even though like i like i i do agree with you when i've had conversations with people i've taken the same stance that you have where it's like well i don't think she definitely she necessarily means this but but when it comes across that way to multiple people i think it's something you gotta yeah you gotta, really you gotta think watch about. um so let us know about any of those things, and you can do it by multiple ways. You can use um, a skywriter if you are rich <laughs> enough. You can use email by emailing us at batwomantvtalk at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at batwomantvtalk on Twitter. You can also send uh, – or me at Academy Rewind on Twitter. You can also send a direct message. Um, I tend to normally respond to those in a few days depending upon a little bit faster if i've already talked to you obviously but um you can also try that way on batwoman tv talk where can the people reach you i'm at xo tony roney xo on twitter all right so next week be here we have sophia we have victor zaz we have possibly bat um a new uh, bat suit a new bat suit maybe a hood ornament on the batmobile um possibly mary giving her more pointers on how to stand up straight and act heroic (laughs) that will never not make me laugh nope um so it'll be i'm i can't wait to see next week and we are on a two week we are on a two week in a row feat of getting this out in about a day so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna definitely try and keep coming out this time this year on a regular basis, um, provided nothing huge pops up. But I'm hoping to have more like like by the time people awake Tuesday morning, I want this to be in their feeds. Um, so we're hoping to we're hoping to get these out this out you know later on Monday night uh, once I finish editing. So we've done it for two weeks in a row. Can we do it for three weeks? Let us hope. All right. Do you have anything else? No, I think we pretty much covered everything. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. They're shining the bat signal out in the sky. So we're going to head out and we'll catch you all next week. See you later, everybody. Bye, everybody.